0: Let me know when you're going.
1: I'm going now.
0: Welcome to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. It's good to have you with us. It's wonderful to have you here. It's, you know what? It is wonderful. Uh, it's that time of year. It's the time of year to say wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. It is.
0: I no longer say words like good or great. I say wonderful and merry. Exactly. Jolly. If you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I say jolly if you know what I'm uh, talking about. <laughs>
1: you know, I don't. I don't, Chris. What, what are you talking about?
0: I'm talking about being happy during the darkest winter months when they assigned us holidays to try to cheer us up during the inclement weather. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, you know, that I guess we should introduce ourselves before Sorry. we talk about the weather. You know, it's only polite before small talk. I am Chris Brady Denton. You can you can open my chest, carve me up, read my heart. It says on it, massive Green Day fan, XOXO, because that is I. I am, of course, sitting by, behind, and always around my sweet cousin and co-host. Colin Brady, how you doing?
1: Howdy, howdy. I'm doing. I'm doing real well. I'm doing
0: real well. Uh, Uh, what are you a fan of any bands? I,
1: you know, I like a few bands. I like a few bands, but I, I'd say if I was to put my finger on the best band of all time, unquestionably, put
0: your your finger in the best band, Uh in the best band,
1: objectively, you know, um, I would say that's that's probably Green Day. Oh, God bless you. Yeah, I think it's pretty hard to argue against that.
0: Mm, oh, that makes me j- so jolly and merry inside to hear you say that. I know, my goodness, it's a beautiful thing.
1: Now, uh, now, Chris, I mean, wh- what have you been getting up to? Uh, you know, prior to
0: these holidays, do you have any any big plans coming up? Well, I mean, Colin, I I, 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 I think you might have put the turkey before the plate. There, you might have put the horse before the pudding and the uh, carrot before the donkey. <laughs> uh, are you trying to tell these good people? That even though it sounds because of our high fidelity crystal clear audio, that we are actually in fact not in the same room. You know, we're not. We're not in the same room. I think we're. You know, we're
1: we're a couple thousand miles away. In fact, a couple thousand miles. Uh, would you say two thousand light
0: years away? Perhaps. Oh, I would love to say two thousand light years, though that is not true. We are two thousand light years apart from each other. Um, yet here we are talking like we're dear friends in the same pub. Mm-hmm. And and simply that cannot be helped. Uh how are things in Los Angeles you ask? Where where I currently am located on this space rock floating through uh, eternity. You know what's so funny and maybe people can relate to this. This is the first year that I've not been working in retail uh, in a few years uh, during the holiday season and I used to have such dread associated with this particularly the week mm. that we're uh this is coming out. Yeah the week before the week of christmas is what we call ship week cuz everyone is shipping everything right right and it's by far the most dreaded and and everyone's shopping for everything everyone's doing the gifts this week is the week that everyone does everything and if you're in retail at all you're listening to christmas carols up the wazoo oh my god and calling the suicide hotline every single night oh. it's just it's a terrible time your four-hour shift feels like eight hours, just the amount of people you're interacting. Yeah, with. yeah.
1: I I want to tease you, but I I wholeheartedly agree. I I uh, you know, spent a couple of years around the Christmas time in, in a grocery store, and the never-ending Christmas music just drove me completely fucking bonkers. I it right. I cannot stand Christmas music to this day. It's insane. You know, how many covers could there possibly be of Mariah Carey's, uh. Shit, what's, All what's I want for
0: Christmas yes. is you. Oh, my fucking God. I cannot stand ah. that song. And and, yeah. and and that's, again, making it doubly disappointing that Green Day would contribute to this noise with the Green Day single. Oh, that's God. For the, oh God. That's past two weeks. Check those others out. But in Los Angeles, this is the first year that I've not been in retail during the holidays. And I don't miss it, but there was something immediate about it. Mm-hmm. So now the holidays have crept up on me, and I, I have no signifiers that they're here. Because I'm not almost, you know, uh, I'm not incredibly depressed by the <laughs> amount of work I'm having to do, and the Christmas carols driving me insane.
1: Right, of course. Yeah, of course.
0: But that's enough about my mm. my. I was stumbling all over the place, much like Chris Kringle after a few too many eggnogs. <laughs> um, Chris Brady, this is after a few too many eggnogs. Uh, Colin Brady, how are things for you in Seattle? You know, uh, what what are the holidays looking like for you?
1: I I'm stoked you asked because one of my. Favorite parts of winter. And and by the way, let me tell you, I hate winter overall. I hate the cold. Jack frost over here. But the one thing mm. I love about the winter is okay. going snowboarding. And last uh, and last shaka weekend. Oh, shaka, last weekend was Crystal Mountain's opening day. And so uh, me and some homies drove up there. We've all we've all had season passes and uh I, I won't lie to you, the coverage wasn't great. Don't you
0: ever fucking lie to me. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> the coverage wasn't great. Go on. I, I scraped my board on a few okay. rocks. Nonetheless, it was just so wonderful to be out there on the slopes, dude. And it just uh just dude. knowing that we've got three Bruh. or three or four months left of that, that's uh. what I'm really stoked about. Fresh powder.
0: Hey, fresh powder on the slopes, fresh powder in the hotel room, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hey, no joking uh, about that, Chris. Cocaine is for. I don't that. joke about that. I just, I just, you know, hitting the rails on my snowboard, hitting the rails in my hotel room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> seriously, I've, I've never once, I've never once done cocaine. Oh, yeah, um, sure. It, seriously, though, have not. Um, and and, and will not. It's, just, it's made of gasoline. Gordon Ramsay taught me. Uh, oh, I'm glad things are good. You know that that actually does sound like a, a part of winter. That I cannot appreciate here in LA and I actually really envy. I think I'm going to go off to chase some snow. You can. During our you break. Can, you know, big um, bears not too far away. That is all to say, folks, that uh, j- in case it wasn't abundantly clear, we we are going to be taking a week off this next week, yeah. Um. but we're going to be back right after that. So don't you even worry. Just one week so that uh, boys can be boys, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, God. Uh, but this isn't the boys will be boys podcast. This isn't the family time cousin Down, And this sure ain't <laughs> holiday season galore. Mm-hmm. Hashtag podcast. This is the redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast, and uh, keywords there are Green Day, and we got to keep up. Mm-hmm. Latest Green Day news. Green Day news. Got some GDN coming down for you. First up, this is a little this is a little old now, but we didn't really get to talk about it, so it's it's time to say uh, please rest in peace to murray Bowles. he was a photographer kind of in the early days of the east bay punk scene he passed away last week at the age of 68 and he was a photographer for green day obviously most importantly to us of course uh during some of their earliest days in gilman street and and even beyond he's memorialized forever on the cover of dookie he's actually one of the cartoon characters on the cover oh funny you can see him uh snapping a photo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with his glasses and his beard trey cool drummer of green day obviously but he wrote out on his instagram we are going to miss you murray bowels thank you for your vision tenacity and generosity all through these last 30 plus years every time i saw you i got so happy you mm-hmm. were an amazing human and i want to thank you rest in peace old friend as for Murray Bowles, a photographer, many, many thanks to him. But then moving on to something a little more, uh, a little more less sacred, if you will. Mm-hmm. This is the 2019 Game Awards. Now, what are the
1: 2019 Game Awards? I have never heard of these. Is, is this like video games? Are these like
0: board games? Are these like... Hey, brah. <laughs> board games. Mind games. games. <laughs> yeah. What what changes happened to Monopoly this year?
1: Oh, that is so Can exciting. we talk
0: about the evolution of Clue this year, oh, who cares about uh, the, the 2019 Game Awards are like the Oscars for games. Okay. It's where they announce, and, and, and actually, but I think it's more promotional because they announce big games and they also give awards to games and there's also performances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a it's a hodgepodge. Okay. But, uh, the only reason we're talking about these wasteful Virgin games is because <laughs> our boys in blue, our boys in black. Pardon me, black and red. They're all always wearing black, mm-hmm. black and red. Our boys in black and red. Our Oakland trio, they were playing at the 2019 Game Awards. They played Welcome to Paradise. Of course, their 1991 hit from Kerplunk that got re-recorded on Dookie releases a single. We've talked about that uh, plenty. I, th- I think we both really love that song. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a great one. Celebrate Poverty. And, and the, yeah, my, my main takeaway from the performance was that whoever was mixing this shit should be fucking fired right away. I don't understand what the mix... I, what, did I it, love, what
1: did it sound like? What was the issue? I
0: love Mike Durnt I love Mike Durnt I love his bass playing. I don't need to hear it so loud. The bass was crystal clear. The guitars were so small and puny that it it just made everything else seem huh. like massive, including Billy's vocals, which I don't know if he was a little bit hoarse or something, but his, his vocals didn't sound the best, but they were mixed so high. Mm-hmm. Especially opposed to the guitars, that like it was uncomfortable. I, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that performance. And, and but I, I don't even blame Green Day. I think they tried. I think them, I just think the, per, the the setup was bad. And I heard other people commenting that the whole show was kind of poorly produced. Interesting. Huh? So,
1: yeah, you don't hear that very often for sure,
0: especially yeah, on a televised a,
1: performance of all things.
0: You've got to like be it, pouring it, it, some serious money and, into And, that and shit. then basically, one comment I saw was basically like, the camera cuts off at the end of the performance and they said, Oh, so you're not gonna show the hundreds of people who got up and left after Green Day stopped playing? Oh so kind of saying basically a lot of people just showed up to see Green Day play. Oh, I'm stoked to hear that, honestly. And I you know, don't blame them for a second. Exactly. I'd probably be in there. Uh the reason our, our good sweet boys in black and red were there was that it was a, and and people were saying, you know, Green Day had previously done a Green Day rock band game. Mm
1: -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever played that, by the way? I I played it like once at someone's house, but it's definitely been a few years. Um, I n- i've never once played it oh I you happy my my fa- here's oh the thing my God. i own i a know wii. what i'm getting you I, the wii start. still works get me some green day uh guitar hero please i don't <laughs> or whatever walk band i don't know but i it should be for me but what they were there to announce there's this new game called it's beat saber it's a virtual reality kind of I guess like Fruit Ninja and Guitar Hero combined, if that makes sense. No, it but doesn't. But you 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 use your hands basically. Mm-hmm. If my, I'm, I'm I just watched one video on it. Your hands are basically like lightsabers, and as the song plays, these notes kind of come towards you. <laughs> The color of the different lightsabers, which are blue and red, and you have to strike each of the notes with like this virtual lightsaber.
1: Oh my god, that is so. So it's stupid. like so it's like
0: basically like just drumming to a beat, but it's it's, I don't know. It, <laughs> that it sounds exactly. You play much Mario Party ever? I, I had it once. No, I didn't play it much though.
1: Okay. Do you ever play the one of the mini games where where you basically do exactly what you were just describing? Like you like are chopping things to a beat, or like or like oh, shooting no. things oh, to a cool. beat. Like there's all sorts of different things you do, but it's always to a beat.
0: It's really, oh, okay. well, then, it's no, really that, goofy. It sounds like
1: they just ripped off a minigame from Mario that's Party. That's pretty much today. it. I yeah. was going to
0: say, that sounds like that's just... God, that's you can make a game video is...
1: game about fucking anything these days. There's Goat Simulator. There's Train Simulator. There's fucking like... hey I don't hey, know. Hey, hey, shut
0: your, hey, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> you can't make a video game with Green Day songs any day of the week, all right? <laughs> no, no, you're right. But I'm Green just Day saying, was there Green to day announce Green Day songs could go that, to
1: something better than Beat Saber, it sounds to me.
0: Colin, just shut your spoiled mouth. This is what we're getting. We're gonna enjoy it. This honestly watching this made me go. Maybe I'm gonna get virtual reality. Oh my so god! Oh my god! Okay, so so this is Beat Saber. This is the game. It, it Green Day. We're announcing for nine dollars. Simply nine. Dolores, you can add American Idiot, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Father of All, Fire, Ready Aim, Holiday, and Minority. Ooh, that is so your Beat Saber. That is tempting. And I thought that was interesting that they threw in both of the new singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's really clearly, this it. is
1: clearly like a promotional thing to them is what it seems like to me, you know? It definitely is. Like, they is. don't it really care is. that much about, like, expanding their
0: brand overall. They just want to sell the album. Uh, surprisingly, no Dookie tracks on there. And Minority. Minority's inclusion. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Minority. I wouldn't expect to it that. to be on the, that list of, you know, added to a video game. That's cool. hmm Needless to say, get your Oculus Rift set up and and get the Beat Saber on so you can rock out for Nine Dolores to uh, Minority. Mm-hmm. But we haven't even announced it yet, Colin. I don't think we've even talked about it yet about what we're our album of the week.
1: Well, is it an album? Is it? It's more of like a a oh, video. Back to you. It's not a true oh. album. That's all I'm you know saying, what? Chris. Like an album. True credit. An album On. implies original songs, at least, you know, of some length. On.
0: What? I that's entirely incorrect. Original songs are not even necessary to make an album. Most albums are cover albums of people other people's songs. <sighs> Don't even get me fucking started. But but, but, the, the, you're common, com- no, but the common but, 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 album, but, the common understanding of an album. the common understanding. What? But you're right. You're right. We're not doing an album today. We're not doing an effing Green Day album. We're doing a Green Day film. <laughs> you're completely right. This isn't redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast on albums. This is our cinema series, episode one. Bullet in a Bible. All right. This is called Green Day Masters, and this is Bullet in a Bible, our retrospective. And you're completely right. This is, might be a trilogy. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how many Green Day films there truly are, but this is our first one, and this is the first great one. Mm-hmm. This is Bullet in a Bible, released two thousand five. This was a live CD DVD combo. Yep. yeah. And would you believe it, Colin? I am holding it physically in my hands right now. Are you?
1: I I have a hard I time believing.
0: Really? It's in my hands. Okay, okay. Fine. I'll tweet out a photo of this, please. This is please. Green Day, Bullet in a Bible. It is a plastic sleeve that you slide out. And it has the printed dark photo of Green Day and Billy on it. And underneath is the red. You flip it out. There's the DVD and CD. Okay. All right. All right. I own this physical copy because in the middle school, Adam Reese lent it to me and I never gave it back. Oh, you dick. I can't believe you. Poor Adam. Adam Reese, if you want to come and claim it now, please, by all means do. I've certainly gotten my use out of it. Thank you so much. I I honestly forgot it first and now I I just hold on to it because I don't want to lose it.
1: Adam, I'm I'm not sure you wanna you wanna know what Chris has been doing with that with that video.
0: Yeah, you don't.
1: Now this is especially valuable <laughs> because um, Green Day only released two other EPs um, that are live recordings of
0: them. That's right. That, that's why this was such a huge deal at the time. Basically, the, the I guess, and people, I was I was hearing that people were having to order bootleg versions of these eps that green day had released in europe and asia mm-hmm. called a uh, foot in mouth and bowling 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 parking parking funny thing is i've i
1: got bowling 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 parking parking years and years and years ago
0: no way i don't really? know
1: why i was i just was going through this obsession a long time ago where i just had to have every like bit of discography no way. You know? and i ordered that from japan for some reason
0: Dude, and, that is um, so cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know what happened to it. I have no idea.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, you should find it. That's probably worth more than anything else you own. Nuh-uh. I mean, I ordered it, it probably be. like
1: a decade ago, and it was it was only like twenty bucks or something. So it, I don't think it's because
0: I didn't even know about those the, these the existence of these two EPs until. This week. Oh, okay. I really didn't. Yeah, I, well, that's because no one so, really cares that much. That's because no one really cares, and they weren't released in America at all. Yeah, that's true. But they, so that's that's awesome that you own that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely take a photo of that if you can ever find it. Um okay, Yeah. So bullets in a Bible was really the first thing they'd done since breaking big. It, it it documents the two biggest shows that Green Day have ever performed in their career. Right. Uh, and they and they played over a hundred and thirty. Thousand people at milton Keynes national bowl in united kingdom june 18th 19th 2005 and that is absolutely
1: mind-blowing because i mean first of all that's just a shitload of people you know that's like the size of a small town right or no not a small town like a city like a small city right and uh yeah And this—oh, it's massive! Yeah, this breaks the sixty-five thousand body mark, which uh, is—you know—makes them the biggest one-act punk concert in history.
0: Yeah, that's sixty-five thousand people a night. And again, when you watch the DVD, because we're talking about the DVD here, not—not so much the album. Who cares? Um, (laughs) That's—it's—you can see the just sheer amount of that. If you imagine that was an army, it's it's just—it's just—it's unbelievable amount of people. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if each one of those people had guns. How scary that would be! Oh my god. Right, that's how many people they're playing
1: for—a
0: mm-hmm. scary army amount of people—and and and therefore, yeah, it is the biggest punk concert in history, kind of. Which is, you know, the, the people calling it punk. I know we can debate that, but right. that, you know, yeah, it is—it's. But- considering the scene that they came from it, I think it does apply. That's at least their it's their roots. Yeah. Yeah. And you can yeah. still
1: hear it in this album for sure. I think here's
0: something cool that I didn't really know. Uh, I, again, I, I was a huge fan of this album, you know, since it came out and mm-hmm. I, and I was able to borrow it and then, and then steal it from Adam Reese. If you watch the DVD, you're going to notice, Hey, I've seen green day. Uh, they usually play more songs than this. Yes. And you're yeah. exactly correct. Uh, so, so the album is 14 songs. Um, but they played 20 songs, and there were some that were cut, including "Jaded." I assume after "Brain Stew," they're connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song "Knowledge" from one of their earliest albums. Yeah. The song "She," which which irks me. Yeah. I don't. I cannot right?
1: even. I don't understand this. Why oh, would no. you
0: cut she? That is
1: fucking ridiculous.
0: Speaking of one, I can't understand. Maria. I
1: was just about to ask, what is Maria? What What's that off song? international
0: super hits?
1: I don't know that song, I don't um, think,
0: or at least I, I, I essentially a bonus it. single. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why. Yeah, that's an unusual one. Homecoming, which, oh, my oh I wish they'd included God, that. God, that's, yeah, that's really upsetting for sure. Right? And We Are the Champions by Queen. That sounds fun, but I mean, which would be fun. I understand that can,
1: not being in the, the video. Yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah bowl and Bible mm-hmm. uh so 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 they released the CD DVD and it actually did pretty well, didn't it It was the hype yeah, yeah peaked on the
1: billboard 200 at a uh, number eight and uh spent 14 weeks there or on the chart at least, which yeah. is number um, yeah eight, it,
0: the us number six the UK it's fucking crazy for a live album, you know
1: that is absolutely for ridiculous. UK
0: I get it because it's like oh this happened in our backyard. But for the uh, yeah, true, the, true. That that should really tell you how crazy the hype was. Can you imagine a live album being one of the top albums on the charts? Today? Yeah, that would be super strange. Uh, you know, little yeah. little over ten years later,
1: and and like not even. I, I think not even a year after the the album that contains most of these songs came out, too. So like people weren't were so not sick of this album that they needed That's to hear right. a different version of every song of the, on this album.
0: American Idiot, two thousand four, Bullet Revival, two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Real quick release after the their summer tour, just in time for Christmas. I heard some people point out little, uh, you know, to get the Christmas crowd because there's so <laughs> many kids like you and I who mm-hmm. wanted it for Christmas. Uh huh. But stole it from Adam Reese instead, and uh. <laughs> You know, the yeah, so like it's it was like a quick turnaround. It certainly was capitalizing on the wave, but you can't blame blame them, especially when they're putting on shows of this caliber. True, true. It's it's really well done. There's no question about it. And I mean, of all the people, who would we call in to produce such a project, Colin cavallo. Brady?
1: Cavallo, 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 Rob cavallo Yes. Rob Cavallo. Uh, and it is Rob Cavallo. The trusty Green Day producer. Mentor, guru, extraordinary lord. I I might venture to to guess. Lord
0: Cavallo did produce this along with Green Day and several. You know, you know, everyone had their hands in it. Yeah, But he is at the top of the list. But he
1: is key, I'm sure.
0: And, And you know, it's 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 really just producing songs that he had already produced, but live this time. Yeah. The design of the album, as I described earlier, is this cool plastic sleeve into this cardboard kind of folder that has the DVD and album in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does feel like an experience just opening it up. And uh, it was designed by Wade Brands, who did the photography. For the album, mm-hmm. and Chris, I think we'll know this man, Chris Billheimer, the who classic. did the package and menu design. Man,
1: Green Day really like sticks to their their loyal folk, you know, in in a good they way. Stick you know? to These their guys, folks; they do they do a good job, and so they stick with it, which is good.
0: Well, you know, they always say that the the reason Green Day succeed is that they're friends from childhood, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that they probably have a similar philosophy. Uh, you're right with people around them. I imagine, yeah. But that brings us to the official. Bullets in a bible 2005 we're gonna go through it ladies and gents mm-hmm. um basically i i want to say this we know all these songs you've been listening of course you listen to every single episode of redundant the totally original green day podcast subscribe on spotify itunes you're automatic you know these songs so we don't need to go through these tracks what we're talking about in our cinematic series is we're talking about the little glimpses of humanity we're talking about the things that happen in between the songs. Yeah, the personalities. You know? That's right. Yeah. Um. And, and so let, let's go forth, shall we? Let's do it. The film starts with Billy Joe Armstrong, shot black and white, saying, you know, music to me is the air that I breathe. It's the blood that pumps through my veins that keeps me alive. So without it, I don't know what I do. Well, maybe I'd probably have a job or something like that. <laughs> That's the first place. That was the first place where I was like, "This is kind of funny." Yeah, this is because to hot. say I don't know what I'd do without music. Well, I'd probably have a job or something. It's like, yeah, hey, Bill. Yeah, hey, Billy. No fucking. Sh-. That's what everyone does. That's what every single human being does in the I world. I know, he just
1: kind of like shit on. He just kind of shit on everyone else. Hey,
0: I don't know what I'd do if I wasn't an actor. I don't know if I. I probably yeah. You mean I'd have a job? You mean I just I wouldn't be living my dream like most people? Yeah, it's exact, exactly right. Boy. D-
1: got some yeah. depressing truths today okay
0: anyways i think that i just that made me laugh so I, I as a kid i might have eaten that up or ate that up what's the term but now as looking at this with some age on me i was like that's oh goofy God, as silly. hell that yeah. is silly yeah it is. um and and but and then he follows that with but people ask me what would you do if you left green day if i left green day i'd say i don't really know anything else People who say they only like you because you're in Green Day, and I say, well, I am Green Day. That is me. That is my life. That's cute. And again, it, I, I, as I wrote here, that is so opposite of real. That is so opposite the plumber. That's opposite a person who works in any other capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if you're a plumber, a janitor, you that, some, that doesn't. I, define I don't care. Someone who's dentist. working like at like I was in postage, right? And, and right. shipping things out for people. You don't go, hey if people say what if people say i only like you because you're a plumber i say hey that's because i i am a plumber this is me this is my life <laughs> that'd be cr- everyone's trying to say i'm not my job And Billy's yeah, like, no no there no, no. there aren't many i am many my jobs. job yeah, i no, am there aren't green many debt.
1: jobs where you where you identify your life as
0: your job basically and that highlights again what a luxury it is yeah seriously and, and and so that's the very beginning, and then and then it kind of starts with a helicopter shot over Milton Keynes as the audience starts to cheer, and the theme from 2001 a Space Odyssey plays, uh, uh, that's called also also Sprach Zarathustra, which I just learned. Oh, um, I didn't know that, yeah. And Billy Joe and the band run out, and they just stand there so confidently as everyone just freaks the fuck out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so then he runs out and they start playing American Idiot. Killer opening. And and I don't want to play... T- here it is. I don't want to play too much music uh, this episode because there's so much crowd cheering. It's just... It, that would be annoying to hear. It. And you know all these tracks. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to mostly be discussing these epic moments that happen throughout... We're be going through the film.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But... Uh, We'll be playing snippets here and there, and I'm sure you can hear where the craziness sets in, where the crowd sets in, and how much you wouldn't want to listen to people talk over that because that would be so annoying. Um, <laughs> but during American Idiot, you, you can uh, one thing I uh, noted was that Mike and Billy Joe have matching guitar and bass, which is very cute. Oh, They've got yeah. the white yeah, and yeah, black. Yeah. I'm noticing that now. Yeah, that is that is cute, huh? Which I I kind of like that, mm-hmm. and 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 that kind of plays into their their uniform. Everything I think it's very planned to be they come out as a unit yeah you know yeah i mean
1: uh, everything about this album and tour and everything related to it was just super meticulously planned for sure oh it's massive
0: it's, it's obvious yeah um and and then speaking of of just massive is, is billy's ability to to own a crowd just, yeah, within it's this amazing. first song he just does not stop with the crowd yeah work. And yeah. and it's a staple of every one of their shows. Is he's just a killer showman, and I think that that helps with the crowd. Like I'm seeing Billy like
1: raise his hands very suddenly, and everyone like joins him at the exact same instant. It's really cool.
0: Oh, it's great! All right, England. That's mm. like I say, "All right, England." To things that don't have anything to do with England, because of Billy saying that so much. <laughs> like I I have the his call outs and his call and responses memorized from this album. I listen to it so much oh my like god his crowd okay. work is baked into me so he'll be like hey oh come on hey. and everyone calls back and like those are burned into and me and that's still something he does live too he do- oh he does it all the time yeah. it's a huge part of his stick but it's like it's great it may be simple yeah. and easy and cheap but it gets the whole audience involved and exactly. next thing you know you're pl- like putty in his hands yeah so after american Idiot. We go to uh, it kind of. There's little cuts to interviews in between every one of these yeah. song performances. I was just gonna say
1: before we go to the next one, um, I just think it's fucking hilarious that Trey's interviews, or just like sitting in front of like this massive like table, scattered with all sorts of different kinds of donuts, filled with donuts, and he's like dressed like a Canadian
0: like Mountie. I, think. I was gonna say he's wearing a cowboy hat. Like, what's what what he doing, right? <laughs> He like, and he must have just dressed up for that interview. It's so uh, funny. sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the whole like environment around him is like I, every part of it doesn't really match the other parts of it.
0: And then we, yeah, and then we cut to, to, yeah, some more interviews, including mm-hmm. Trey, like a cowboy. And, and Billy says to do something that you feel in your heart that's great, you need to make a lot of mistakes. Anything that's successful is a series of mistakes. And mm-hmm. I love that. That's a beautiful thing, and, yeah. And, and kind of talking about the conception of American Idiot.
1: I will say you hear that a lot, though. But that is that is a common like sentiment, I, I would say. And it's true, you know. It's common for
0: because it's true. And, and and we were talking about that with the American Idiot episode a couple weeks ago. Just that they did have to make so many mistakes, as we we saw, just to get into the studio to start even recording American Idiot. True, true. So you know the the yeah, it's full acknowledging. It's like this is what a happy accident all of this success happens to be and, and this film Happy is little seeing it yeah yeah, yeah. um and, and then yeah back to, to trey's fantastic interview to, he says american idiot was sort of a whole let's take on the planet sort of vibe you should try it at least once in your lifetime and beautiful fuck yeah right and that that is what this Hell album yeah. was for them it's it's so good
1: uh, well, I think that that brings us to uh, the next next uh, portion of this. Billy's favorite song of all time,
0: apparently. That's right, Jesus we're, of Suburbia. Jesus of Suburbia. This is a, this is a big performance. It's a, it's you know whenever they start this, they're going to be going for the next ten minutes. But it's badass as hell. Billy said about this song, he, he said, I, "I write a lot of." And we were talking about this again. Well, his time in New York, taking long walks, writing songs. Billy has a habit of needing a little time to figure stuff out. And he said of Jesus of Suburbia, I write a lot of songs when I'm going on walks. And I was kind of thinking like, who is the American idiot? What is this person? What is that guy? And I just remember going on this walk and then thinking, I'm the son of rage and love, the Jesus of Suburbia. Those two lines right there, they excited me and they scared the living piss out of me at the same time. Wow. Perfect,
1: right? That's really cool to hear that those are the first two lines because I would say those are... Probably the most important two lines of this song. Definitely.
0: And then he goes on this whole tirade, this whole tirade about how powerful it is to hear like 65,000 people singing it back to him and, and how mm-hmm. amazing it is to you know have, have all this emotion thrown right back in his face. And then he literally says, and they cut to the footage of him in the audience, like, like calling up to the audience, he said, this song is dedicated to everyone who took the train to get here tonight, all right? This song is called Jesus of Suburbia. I just don't understand how all this emotion is related to taking the train. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. People, I, I feel
1: like it, it's like the type of person who would take the train rather than like driving somewhere, you know? I they don't guess. have all the money in the world, but they care so much about something that they're going to like, you know, take the fucking
0: train for hours to go see it. I. Asked, uh, you know what? That's actually the best explanation I've heard. That's pretty good. I'll give you that one. I don't okay, know. Okay, fine. I don't know this performance of jesus of suburbia is the reason i say ladies and gentlemen trey cool in fun of things that have nothing to do with trey cool (laughs) um of course billy joe does call that out to the audience before trey cool's badass drum solo Mm -hmm. notably you can see a sea of hands waving when he gets everyone to kind of do the the wave during *City of the Damned*, including a whole sea of ha- heart hand grenades made of like those foam fists, uh, like, like oh, the sporting really? event materials. You've got the foam fists holding the hand heart grenade, heart hand grenade. I was going That make sense. So that's pretty cool.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see them. That's so cool. Yeah, isn't that great? I want one.
0: Get those fists in the air. And then, of course, that brings us to, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Dert, which is what he says before Mike Dert's little bass solo. That's pretty cool, and I mean, basically, he he says "get your hands in the air" I think three times during this song, and it really made Mm -hmm. me realize Billy Joe is to shouting "get your hands in the air" as DJ Khaled is to shouting his own name. (laughs) You know.
1: I think, yeah, I think that is that is pretty accurate for sure. Billy's not uh, about
0: like repping his own name necessarily, but he wants those fists in the air. Yeah, if nothing
1: else, yeah. you know, if if you're on your deathbed, the last thing you should do is at least get the fist in the air.
0: Thank you for Billy Joe's sake.
1: Oh, yeah. After, after uh, Jesus Suburbia, they take a little trip to uh, UK um, War Museum, I guess. Yeah, that's Which, right. Imperial War Museum. It looks like, yeah. Which I'm not. I guess. I guess it sort of relates to the album. It does relate to the album. Well, yeah. You know, it's
0: a, the album's a reaction, but, kind of the the hardships of war and our country, yeah. the USA, perhaps getting into a war it needn't have been in, and mm. and then exploring all these. Uh, as as Billy says, it's a big gallery of someone else's nightmare. Mm. Touring this, mm. and I like that they play "Give Me Novocaine" over this portion. It's kind of a cut scene from the DVD. Mm-hmm. And and it's just the studio version of Give Me Nova Kane. But it's nice to include other songs from the album that aren't being played live during the show. So that's fun. Yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed this, they had the coolest, what I thought was the coolest hipster tour guide who just shows up in like one or two shots, but she seemed really chill.
1: <laughs> oh no, I miss I missed that part actually. What
0: a what a cool day at work when you get to guide Green Day around the museum. Oh my gosh, yeah. Right? She's gonna have a hard time topping that, I think. And 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 she goes, yeah, we've got a bullet in a Bible. Do you want to see it?
1: <laughs> I do know. I love that part. Yeah. And
0: and they actually take the band over to where they've got a series of bullets lodged in di- like a flask and and a bunch of different things that have somehow saved someone's life miraculously, and one mm-hmm. of them is a bullet lodged within the pages of a Bible. And yeah. of course that leads us to our title of this album and project: "Bullet in a Bible." Um, and if uh, I don't think we need to get into the the symbolism behind that, I think it's apparent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but obviously that's a big deal, and it and it and that you know kind of interacts and and dances with the themes presented on the album. And then I'm I'm this is the, this is the classic shot: Billy Joe and the band standing in front of the the little boy atomic bomb that dropped on Hiroshima tapping he, on it and he just raps on it and it makes mm. this horrible bell ring yeah, yeah. and i am i think samuel Baer, the director of this uh, who i've talked to we will talk more about i think must have just cheesed himself when he got that shot
1: so edgy oh my god
0: yeah it is incredible oh, it's edgelord galore <laughs> imagine a band wearing eyeliner rapping on the empty hole of an atomic bomb while looking at you like hey, is this your fault
1: how do they have? How do they still have like the whole of an atomic bomb? Like, how did that not get destroyed? I mean, I think that's a replica.
0: Or so something. it's not but, really you know, the atomic bomb. No, it's okay. not the atomic bomb that was dropped in Hiroshima.
1: Well, that's what you know. That was too busy
0: s- killing people in Hiroshima. To, well, that's what I'm saying. To be in this like, museum. How museum
1: you recover something like
0: that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. You make a replica okay. and you bring a cool punk band in to okay. rap on it and shoot okay. a video, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they look cool. So that whole kind of War Museum section brings us to the next song that they're playing live. And mm-hmm. as Billy says, this song is a big fuck you to all the politicians. Very kind of subtle there. You know, I like that. <laughs> you know, some people are good, some people are bad. This is a fuck you to all the politicians. This song is Um, it, it been
1: very outspoken about the intention of this song, I
0: think. That's right. Oh, and they
1: got fireworks there. Oh my God, they're pulling out all the
0: stops. They got fireworks. And he goes, "This song is not anti-American. It's anti-war." Yep. And and he's playing holiday, folks. There's there's great shots of a lot of young kids singing along. It's it's so funny. I was thinking about this, Colin, that you and I, I at least, I'll speak for myself. When I watched this. I was like, look at those little kids singing along. Ha, ha, ha. And looking back now, I go, wow. I was literally the age of those little kids watching this DVD. Going, <laughs> you, like, you
1: would have been singing
0: along as well. Absolutely. But I was watching the DVD being like, look at those little kids singing along with Billy Joe. Like, mm. I'm a fan watching them. And looking back now, I'm like, no, I was the exact same age as those kids I was like looking down on. And yeah. nowadays I'm like more looking at Billy Joe's biceps and being like, Wow, he actually is he was in really good shape. My God. <laughs> like I'm I'm realizing now I'm having older competitive thoughts. be like, Wow, how does he keep himself I was kind in of good of shape?
1: During his last interview thing that uh yeah, he looks like in, in really good shape in general in this in this uh live album. He does. You know, it seems like it seems like maybe he went off the deep end as far as alcohol and whatnot goes, probably after this for the most part maybe yeah. he might just be working so hard or like maybe he was in a, he was in a brief like relatively healthy phase at this point or i don't know what
0: he uh, he looked like he was killing it honestly i think he was just he the looks top better of than he,
1: he than he does in almost any of the other eras that i've seen you know i mean this is and why of
0: the bulletin bible version of billy joe armstrong i think is the the top op choice for a mm-hmm. halloween costume or something like that Right, because right. it's it's just peak Billy. There's it no is. way you can get away from peak Billy. Um, there's Broadway <laughs> Billy, you know. There's silly Billy. There's all the different Billys that we'll go through, but but this is peak Billy, and we can't can't deny that. Tis, tis. during holiday, of course. Here, during before the bridge, he goes lights out, and and brings up the uh, this massive spotlight and, and shines it around the audience. It, it's kind of funny because it's not fully dark out yet. So mm-hmm. he goes, lights out, and it's just like, oh yeah, well there's the sunset, it's just the stage lights turned off. So <laughs> uh, it's whatever. But I thought that was a funny memory because I don't know if you recall, but during the concert that we saw him at, uh, we saw Green Day in San Diego, 2010. Mm-hmm. He did they, that's what they do during holiday. They did the exact same thing, lights out.
1: Oh, I totally forgot about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. now brings the spotlight it, out, and we were
0: actually on an inside uh, an arena that was covered. So it actually right. did get pitch black, and that was very cool. I
1: totally forgot about that. Yeah.
0: So it's funny. I was funny. I was like, oh, that trick, as I watched Bolton Bible, I go, that trick only really works when you're inside and it's dark. Because <laughs> if, if the sun is not down yet, don't yell lights out. No one cares. <laughs>
1: Unless God decided to, uh, you know, cooperate with his favorite bands. But that's I right. I, he, I you saw that quote. I was wondering,
0: song. is that. Is that what God's favorite band comes from? Is this bullet in a Bible little fun scene? Because basically during this, they they're looking up. they it's it's Green Day backstage. You know, little one of these little cut scenes going up to get ready f- to run on stage, and they're mm-hmm. getting warmed up. And they're oh, this is a place of rock. This is a- oh, there's no clouds in the sky. Why are there no clouds in the sky? Because God wanted to watch his favorite band, and they're, <laughs> and they're just all they're kind of just jumping off each other and joking. But then later, of course, they released a live album called God's Favorite Band. Mm-hmm. and it makes you wonder is this did this little joke actually lead to that eventual like title that they you know take. i I wouldn't
1: be surprised
0: so i yeah. think that's kind of fun and yeah and there's a lot of fun little cuts he's isn't there there's there's yeah. billy and trey warming up in a practice room playing jesus of suburbia it's just trey and, and billy unplugged playing that's mm-hmm. really fun uh mike talking about them them getting ready before each show and, and and doing their like uh vocal warmups where they kind of do a lot of little, like monkey sounds and they're 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 doing the the melody but with different words and they're they're having fun with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's great to see the whole band, all, all of them. Even they just they're, they're
1: just enjoying their life here. Yeah. You
0: know, their touring
1: life. Just goofing off on tour. Um, yeah. And then and then Which from one what thing, I've heard, as far as as musicians go, is like touring can be brutal. So like actually yeah. enjoying it is probably not very. It's important. not easy.
0: It's important. Yeah.
1: It is. Um. And then, and then, yeah. Actually, I just wanted to say later on they oh, yeah. they uh, they show little cutscenes of them like with their wives, and it's really cute. Actually, like Adrian is freaking like all over Billy, and then yeah. Mike's Mike's <laughs> wife is I don't know. I
0: mean, speaking of Mike, there's the shot right there of him running on the treadmill, uh, backstage. Billy's talking about, uh, and I've always thought I, I do think Mike is probably the healthiest. He does keep himself. I think the most consistently, like he looks the same as he always has. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he's probably the most conscious of that stuff. But but Billy was talking about he says there's that struggle to stay healthy. There's a struggle to party to not party. Everything that you everything that you everything that you do <laughs> during the day leads up to what your evening is going to be like or not be like because it could be yeah. completely unpredictable. You could be having the worst day ever. Your girlfriend broke up with you. Your dog got hit by a car. Your life is in complete turmoil, and then. That night, you have this great show and that feeling of fuck everybody. Who cares? I don't give a shit. Fuck the dog. Dog's dead. But all these people are freaking out. And then you have a terrible show and everything sucks. That day sucks. You throw your guitar at someone or your bass at someone or your drumstick at somebody with bad intent. And there's those times where that is your family. That is who you are. That is your home. Wow. So yeah, just of kind of to what you were not... saying, talking about how brutal touring can be.
1: Yeah, seriously. My God. And
0: and your whole life, your happiness kind of swings on like, did I do good tonight or did I not? Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure for anyone. And it affects everyone in your life. And I love yeah. he says you throw a guitar and then he kind of pauses in the video and says, <laughs> Or your bass or your drumstick. I'm like, dude, you throw your guitar at someone. <laughs>
1: I know he has a very specific story in mind. Yeah, I think. like or
0: base, or right? it could be anyone. It could be anyone. But I was like, no, it was you, bro. I wonder, bro. Why, <laughs> I wonder what guitar. happened.
1: Like, why he would do that
0: with bad intent. Um, oh, no, God. So yeah, so Billy. I mean, I appreciate him just being real about like, yeah, I can be a. it, yeah. it can yeah. turn you yeah. into an always, animal. Always
1: the one thing you the one thing you can respect about Billy is just that he's honest. At, That's at right, at least. You know? And
0: then, and at least to us, hopefully, and then. And then we yeah, move on, true. of course, to he introduces it as St. Jimmy, but it is Are We the Waiting leading into St. Jimmy? Mm-hmm. And he tells the audience that uh, this is, of course, uh, one of their two nights playing at Milton Keys, and he says, the second night is always better than the first. <laughs> and as someone who went to the first night, I would be betrayed. I would be a little upset as well. Wouldn't yeah. you? You'd be like, dude, I, I took the train. Maybe he's just trying to get
1: everyone to get tickets for the second night, too, or something. I don't know.
0: I took the train to come out and see you on the first night oh <laughs> and, and now you're you telling the me train? the second night is always the better oh no fuck you um <laughs> but are we the waiting's great that 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 song is is made for arenas it's made for big crowds um, it is yeah and i just you can just see billy beaming when everyone sings the hook back Ah we we are everyone just like you, i mean i can't even imagine what it would be like to be in that Area because that many oh, people man. singing yeah. it back. Wow, his smile is just yeah, it's very genuine. So that's just I mean he's I, I think he's perfect band leader. He's like perfect pop band leader. He's getting everyone to wave their hands. Mm-hmm. He's doing it perfectly, and then suddenly, bam, we transform, don't we? Oh my god, so sudden! Into the Saint Jimmy, they bring they bring the rage on this, and I think it is. So fun I, I, on the album, it sounds angrier. When you watch them play live, Saint Jimmy, mm-hmm. it is so fun. Because that God, look in his eyes right before like Trey starts hitting the drums is like yeah. so fucking hyped for it. Mike and Trey just you can tell have a ball playing this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said on the American Idiot, something about the drums in this song or something, but it just the the rhythm section takes off, and, and Billy's yeah. not playing guitar, so he's free to rock out on the stage mm-hmm. he does this crazy dance move where he does the splits do you see that and then he starts oh, like man convulsing. no i'm looking for that now he, he <laughs> like like look like, right before the bridge he like does this rap ah splits and he like becomes possessed it is crazy and like made me wet He's like <laughs> i'm shocked that he could do the splits that's what i was i forgot i was like i didn't realize you this move in your arts. like without a guitar you can just go down oh he can go down on you can he Oh, he can go down on me any day of the week, because, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, as long as he's in the splits when he's doing it. Okay. And and then another thing I noted, watching this, it's so funny, watching people film with their flip cameras. Like, Billy's right up in their face in the front row, and they're, like, holding up yeah. this, like, little flip camera. Oh, <laughs> I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And they're holding it sideways, too. Why are they yeah. doing that? Yeah, exactly. It's like,
0: dude, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but there are a million cameras covering this right now. This is like the probably the most filmed Green Day concert ever. You don't need to do that. <laughs> Enjoy it, but you could you could probably grab Billy Joe's hand instead of filming with your phone. You grab his hand; that's better. And then, of course, as I said during the American yeah. Idiot uh, conclusion, a little fan cliche there that I had was Billy here fulfills the prophecy at the very end of Saint Jimmy, and that's my name. And don't you fucking wear it out and he screams it and my goodness it feels good to hear. That's an angry boy.
1: Oh man, yeah.
0: And I think believe I believe when we go to to them at a bar and Samuel Bear the director who's again still coming up wait 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 is coming up, he he asks them you can see him filming as he interviews them he says is playing to 60,000 people. Does it feel different than 15,000? And Billy Joe actually I thought this was a very thoughtful response this is mm-hmm. exactly what they did he said i think a lot of bands have a problem with playing in front of that many people and trying to create intimacy yeah and when you play in front of that many people you don't try to create intimacy you try to create an event exactly you try to create a spectacle or a splash that is the biggest gig pretty much in the history of punk rock we're aware of it and we don't take it lightly whatsoever that's tight. I think that's that's super respectable because you can't you can't
1: like feel like you're having a one on one, you know, situation right? in that big of a crowd. That's it. Yeah. And they do a they do a killer job of making it a like a spectacle, you know? Like that's a perfectly apt description of what it is. You this know? is gonna
0: be the biggest show you've ever seen. Like that's what we're going yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. The, actually this is so funny. This is something that I actually I remember as a kid I shared with my mom. She thought it was so great because she she would express this to me, and I think it's very relatable to anyone in any field. But Mike Mm -hmm. is talking about getting ready for a show. And he said, to have such a historical, monumental point in Green Day's career, being in England, it was an honor, really. But I get nervous before every show. I've always said it. People always go, oh, no, you don't. One of the worst things I hate hearing, I was actually just telling my girlfriend that. I'm like, don't say that because I'm really nervous. They always Mm -hmm. go, you'll do great. I'm like, dot, dot, dot. But yeah, I just basically, I love, and, and you can tell this about my character, and I relate to this a lot. If you're about to go out and rock the asses off of 60,000 people, of yeah. course you're nervous. How There's could you there, not be? Before, if you're about to go rock a 1,000 people, of course you're nervous. There'd be something wrong with you if you weren't, I would say. That's you right. That, yeah. uh, to, to quote uh, the killers, if I may, par- and pardon me for doing so, how do you know that you're right when you're not nervous anymore? And yeah. and exactly correct. I, I, yeah, Mike. says, I was like, yeah, like a part of me being so goddamn good at what I do is that I get nervous and I worry and I give a shit yeah. every time. Yeah. And I think that's the. I mean, there's a happy medium. Obviously. True professional. You can't you know
1: you can't get crazy nervous, but yeah, I think you're totally right.
0: Well, he's not think, crippled, that's, but he's like yeah. as he says, like this is an honor, and every time I play, I got to show up. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: How do you know you're right? That's a really great quote, though. That is that's really that's applicable to so many things too. Brandon Flowers, shout That'd out.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're gonna hit an interesting part of this um, this uh, track listing here. Uh, they're gonna play a few oldies for us.
0: I love it. Yeah, these are the first that are that are not known, and honestly, for a lot of us American Idiot fans, this was maybe the first exposure we had to some of these old songs. Not yeah, me, because yeah. I'm not a fucking poser douche, but like I oh, imagine my God. a lot of people heard Longview the first time through this.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, sure, sure. And, and,
0: and Mike kind of talks about that. He says, you, you look at a song like Longview, and as many people in the crowd know it, there's a lot of faces that are like, what's this? And it's that point where I realized we had gotten out of the shadow of Dookie entirely. And that's exactly right. Yeah. This, this whole thing was like, oh, wow. Most of it was now mom showing up to see Basket Case, and now there's yeah. kids showing up to see Jesus of Suburbia. Mm-hmm. It's just different, different crowd. Yeah. Um,
1: and but, man, does Mike kill the bass line.
0: Oh, so good. He's hopping I mean, up he, and down. He clearly
1: just loves it. The intro running in, upstairs. In it's, it's, yeah. The musicianship
0: is very impressive. Yeah, yeah here on Longview, uh, you can see Billy runs out wearing some devil's horns, which is kind of fun. They do a few little costumes during the film. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and trey i just i wrote down trey's eyebrows because he's just locked onto that camera whenever it's on him he's doing something with his eyebrows (laughs) i didn't even notice that i've got to pay attention he knows his angle then after yeah after long view we've got the producer the the one of their producers of the show explaining to them how their fireworks are going to go off during the show which is Mm -hmm. fun it's a little uh little behind the scenes thing and it's kind of cute to see billy and the band uh interacting on the production side you can tell that they're they're there but they're also having a good time they're having fun um yeah and yeah. uh and, then, and, and then, they know yeah. that
1: they're not they're not the the professionals as far as this goes they're really just being told like what
0: yeah happen, yeah yeah what should and, be done uh, good explaining there and yeah. uh and then billy kind of boxing with the camera and, and suck on this bitch uh uh face fucking the camera and you know just fun <laughs> things that you do backstage with uh the camera <laughs> And then, uh, of course, track seven here. That's going to be Hitchin' a Ride. Now, this, I recall, is one of my favorites. This was probably my strongest introduction to Hitchin' a Ride. It's why I'm so fond of it today. As I mentioned, when Billy goes, one, two, three, four. Like, that's to me the original drop. That's the OG. Mm -hmm. That said, that part of my DVD, I think because I've watched it so much, it skipped. I could not rewatch Hitchin' a Ride. Are you serious? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So, do you have any. Observations? Yeah,
1: I mean this is this is one of their this is one of their uh, their live staples. I think this is yeah maybe my one of my favorites when we saw them live for sure. And I didn't even I wasn't very familiar with the song at the time. It's super fun out the middle of the song. He
0: just sort of cuts out and basically just interacts with the audience. Yeah, it's a good one. And I, and I have nothing left to say. Uh, track eight is Brain Stew, uh, which is great. It's a it's a slower one. It's a it's they have a little more room. And I just, my main takeaway from this one was watching Trey's face once again as he drummed uh, and Mike's face. And they had a lot more, they weren't, you know, constantly having to focus on their instruments. So you can just see Mike and Trey, they have this little game of like pretending with the audience like they kind of fucked up and then like locking back into position. And I don't know how to explain (laughs) it, but Mike will just like slide down the neck of his bass and act like he missed the note, like he'd be like, "Oh," and then like, bam, like lock back in. And it's just (laughs) with that halting brain stew beat, it's just, I don't know, it works. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, you'll, yeah, I mean, you'll probably see they, they've got mad pyro during the outro. They've got some massive flames going on.
1: Oh, and then Trey starts running around. so, so so, yeah. So
0: after brain stew, Billy's going to introduce the band. And he kind of does a jazzy, the band locks into like a jazzy instrumental piece for this, Mm -hmm. which is such a departure from everything else we've heard up to that point, which is really fun to hear them do something like this. Um, And just how capable this band is. You know, they could really do any genre if they wanted to. And yeah, as Billy, this is Billy's chance. He says, now I would like to introduce you to a band called Green Day. And it is our honor, sir. Of course, he's going to introduce... On guitar, as we've said, we've got Jason White on Mm -hmm. trumpet. We've got Ronnie Blake. And on piano saxophone, we've got Jason Freeze. And then what's that little cute thing they do, Colin?
1: There's a little toot out of Billy's butt with the sax. That's
0: right. He introduces Jason Freeze. And then Jason does a little solo ending with Billy bending over and uh, him playing a note, if you will, out of Billy's butt which sounds like a fartus.
1: Uh, They can never they can never quite
0: lose their their potty humor, I guess. I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a little bit is all right. Yeah.
0: And what, yeah, you it's said what's funny. cool is, is uh, Billy introduces Trey, right? Mm-hmm. Who, of course, and, is down for a crowd surf.
1: And, uh, yeah, Billy just basically just keeps playing the, uh, well, not the drums, but he keeps playing the... Um,
0: oh, it's the ride cymbal.
1: The ride cymbal, thank yeah. you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I love it's just cool. It's cool to hear While Billy. Trey do some just rhythm. runs
1: around and interacts with the
0: with the crowd a bit. And then and what's funny, yeah, is, is when, when Billy introduces Mike, there's a there's a great response. But when Billy introduces Trey, whoa. People freak out. That's like yeah. a, it's a noticeable crowd difference, I'd say. The the roar is, is more for Trey. They know that Trey is just a wild one, I think. Yeah. I I don't blame him. I'd scream more for Trey. I, yeah, I get it. I, probably, I like yeah. Mike more, but I scream more for Trey any day of the I week.
1: totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then finally, Billy goes, and my name is George W. Bush. And everyone goes,
1: Boo.
0: And then he goes, actually, my name is asshole. And everyone goes, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And and it's just, it's just so funny to me. We'll get it there's more of it later, but like wow. We were such naive little children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. We had no clue. And
1: it's funny the way the timing that you said that was perfect cuz I just saw Trey snort some sugar off a donut, I think.
0: <laughs> that's right yeah so up next we've got they They talk about trey cool speaking of of the best drummer in punk and, and billy says i fully endorse and enjoy watching trey be the best punk rock drummer in the world and then we cut to trey and he says i concur and then <laughs> and then trey and some out of body experience goes trey cool plays the drums in green day and he snorts donut sprinkles Ah, that's a sweet drain, and he and he literally, as we said, he's at a table of donuts, snorts a donut sprinkle. <laughs> so you know, he just th- that boy with the antics, oh, he, uh, something funny about it. It's him. just so strange, yeah. Of course, that leads then into the number one classic song, "Basket Case," track nine on Bullet in a Bible, mm-hmm. and and I mean, it, it's so funny. I, I feel like this song doesn't even get the reception it deserves because American Idiot was so fresh at the time. Yeah. They they're
1: pretty fucking stoked about it though. Still,
0: that's true. That's true. Like I I
1: hear I hear a significant chunk of the crowd singing along. I think. Yeah okay. yeah, Billy's not even singing.
0: No, it's really cool. Yeah yeah, he and and that is something that's so powerful. about having that many people in one concert, you know, a mm-hmm. venue is that when you ask them to sing along, it's gonna be like a life affirming sound you hear back like yeah what the the mics pick it up in this recording it is ridiculous the the amount of people singing back to billy it's it's beautiful yeah um they they also play some uh footage of trey over this uh over them playing this song which is kind of is kind of plays out as a tribute to trey uh even -hmm. though he's very much still uh with us thank god (laughs) and and a notable quote i saw was that trey saying i can count to four and repeat i'm a drummer (laughs) <laughs> Which I love and has stuck with me through years and years and that's years. That's hilarious. And of course, then him singing his uh classic song in the front of the tour bus. He says, roll, roll, roll a joint, twist it at both ends, light it up and take a puff and pass it to your friends.
1: I that's actually something I've quoted. I've only seen this probably once or something, and
0: I've quoted that line
1: many times throughout my life too. Have you really? That's just <laughs> I actually have. I kind of forgot that it was from this until just now. I was yeah. literally
0: about to say that's it's baked into my brain. Like I don't I have <laughs> no choice but to know did that that's you, a nursery did, rhyme for me. Did you use
1: baked on purpose there?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. No pun intended. That is baked into my brain. That is blazed into my soul. Basket case just sort of ends with the, them showing
1: just like how the arena was set up and yeah, uh, just all the the behind the scenes sort of stuff which is really cool actually
0: yeah they do it they do a time lapse of uh of this of this massive stage being constructed to nice guys finish last uh mm-hmm. which again cool to throw in some other songs that they didn't play but are still acknowledged yeah. and this brings us to the only part that i really wanted to record this episode for i want to talk this is samuel bear section baby oh boy so he's Samuel Bear. If you don't remember, he directed all of the American Idiot videos, starting with American Idiot, all the way up until Working Class Hero, the cover of mm-hmm. John Lennon, the single that Green did, kind of the last.
1: At the very end of this the era. The very sure end yeah.
0: of this era would be the last thing. And, and in between, you know, that hadn't quite come out yet, but it, Samuel Bear, having been trusted with these videos and done well, despite my thoughts on him, was given yeah. the reins to. This massive concert film bullet and a Bible, uh, mm-hmm. so it's him and his team. I personally have massive issues with the way that this film is shot. I think oh, it I, reflects I the way that I felt about the American Idiot video, where mm-hmm. you the preparation I think was poor, and it reflects in the product where it's it's saved in the edit. But I think a lot of the stylistic things that, I mean, let's let's be frank. Samuel Bear, and I am a, oh, this is so, such an annoying term, but I am a film kid. I went to film school, and I do give a shit about this <laughs> stuff, and I grew up in this era. I, hey, it's important. I, I truly think Samuel Bear strongly influenced the visual aesthetics of the mid-2000s. And so this type of video that is, I think, perfectly exemplified in Bullet in a Bible, is the exact mm-hmm. style that I'm talking about, which is very shaky cams meant to look like they're shooting film. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of film burn high af- High effects, action sort of thing. And okay. cutting between black and white and color and, and very much acting like the shake of the camera is all part of the authenticity. So there's a lot of shots during this, you'll notice, where it looks like the camera's been dropped or the cameraman suddenly is like moving the camera frantically trying to get to the next shot and they leave it in and so there'll just be a second of shooting the monitors or something and that's if you again if you ask me that's sloppy planning and filmmaking made Mm -hmm. to dressed up to look stylistically cool and hip and raw but that's only cool and raw if you're shooting your friend's show with like your shitty like uh little you know phone camera camera or something (laughs) like that you're you're, you're doing some super eight footage and it's really cool Mm -hmm. this is all you captured this is one of the most expensive like concert videos like ever made. Where did all the money go? And I just don't like I think I that's why I got so emotional about how uh, the EMA's performance was shot of Green Day because oh, it was yeah. so professionally done. It was so crisp. I mm. want something that actually looks really good of Green Day where yeah, we can see uh... everything that's going on. You know, and I think mm-hmm. I think we lose so much in the way that this footage is shot.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that that's like not something I would have ever put my finger on on my own.
0: But I I, I see exactly what you're saying. You know, definitely. Well, you know how people um, complain about like action films and like, oh, it's too choppy. Like yeah, you can't see yeah, that the, what, what's going on in the fight. Like that's how I feel about this style of mm-hmm. of, yeah. of concert footage. Well, and
1: I, I would say I definitely felt that way about the American Idiot video and and really just all the videos of this this album. You know, as much as I love this album, I do think the videos are subpar overall. Even even with that with the editing, I just think they're like kind of boring. They're just meant to be edgy, and like it's obvious that they're meant to be edgy, which is kind of
0: irritating, you know. It's true. I mean, I mean, if you look at the Green Day videos, I think late '90s, to like you know, the the beginning of the century, they're fantastic. I think they're very creative. It's all practical. And yeah, they yeah.
1: are. They're hilarious.
0: Yeah. So love him or hate him, he's important. He brought in, I think, a lot of. Aesthetic things that are synonymous with the band and the era, but you might not like it. So maybe you don't like that. But that's Samuel Bear, who was the director of this and and everything else, American Idiot. His his big quote from Bulletin of Bible is there's this little section of him behind the scenes. And he goes, The best laid plans go right out the window when there's a rock concert and there's sixty five thousand people. And that's a great quote. (laughs) That's That's really true. That's very true. But then they cut to a bunch of footage of him in the control room. Telling his editor which cameras to cut to and such, and I I just, it's just so important to me to think he is the director. He had final cut on this. He, I I felt really bad last time American Idiot episode. I called him a cunt and a half, and I, and and listening back editing, I was like, I had, I was like, should I leave that in? I don't. I've never said the c word on air. I don't know if you know it's it 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 can be a very disgusting term, and I don't Mm -hmm. you know I don't feel great about saying it. And then yeah. I rewatched Bullet in a Bible twice. And I think I have to change what I said. To I, th- I think he's a full two cunts. Oof. I wow. re- <laughs> Strong
1: <laughs> words. Because I want everyone to remember,
0: he had final cut on this. Fi- this is his film. He's a director. Yeah. He's editing yeah. this. And he chose to leave this section in of himself. He chose to have a camera person shooting him. It's pretty narcissistic. Editing for this sure. whole time, right? Yeah. He's having like, keep that camera on me and he he says oh that looks great oh he's like it shows him saying different things and it finally ends with him he goes get off that fucking song. he starts to get meaner as the cuts go and then finally he's saying no hold it you dumb fuck that's what he says oh to his God. editor about oh like God. no hold that shot you dumb fuck what and i dick. i just i know i know people have temper i i i know in this industry blah 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 i'm not naive about that but i just i really again that's him. That's him editing himself at his best. That's yeah. him saying, "Oh, I look cool here." Yeah, that is fucking ridiculous. I, watch other other behind the scenes of things. Like, I can't. I think he is a nightmare person. If him yeah. saying, "No, hold it, you dumb fuck," is makes the best of real. <laughs> I can't imagine what's the worst of real. True. Oh, True. yeah. Um, no,
1: I I think you're absolutely right for sure.
0: So I I double down on Samuel Bear. You know, I, maybe Jesus. that's going to hurt my career. So be it. I, I didn't
1: realize to to what degree you hated this this guy, but but man, now I know. But reasonably, reasonably so. Again, he he clearly is. I think so because I don't I don't,
0: I don't appreciate him stylistically. I don't think the work's so good that it's worth it. And he's just he swears so much. He's mean to his people. Yeah. And you should you should not be mean to your crew. That's just not it's, I don't, honestly I don't oh, think it's yeah, the Green Day way. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, there's lots of things you can do, but being mean to other
1: people for no good reason is is pretty unacceptable in my book.
0: Yeah. And I think as a band, Green Day exemplifies like we hold we take care of our own. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um so whatever. That's you know, uh, interestingly
1: enough, part. you don't see you don't see any cuts of him interacting with the band, I don't think, right?
0: Oh oh just the just the interviews. Just the interviews. I, I
1: would just wonder what really like personally like really how how like
0: Billy and all those guys feel about him. That'd be I don't really know. interesting to know. I mean, yeah, during the American Idiot behind the scenes, you can tell that Billy's like, oh, glad it's not me type thing. Like uh, as far as yeah. his crew being like, I wouldn't yeah. want to be as, you know. But that's the thing. They hire these guys. They do. If they like what they do, they keep hiring them. It's it's not really. Yeah. It's like, hey, you get the results. But I, I just feel like in knowing more about the film side of things. It's not on Billy to make sure that Sam is nice to his crew. It's on Samuel Bear to be nice to his crew. No, you know? it's true. It's true. So,
1: but at the same time, they could always fire him.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and the, uh, and you know, I'm disappointed. Samuel Bear, we'll talk about this later, has gone on to direct the videos for uh, "Oh Love" and "Kill the DJ." Oh, that's from right. the trilogy, yeah. and I think those are two of the worst Green Day videos ever made. We'll talk mm-hmm. about them later, but you know, so I I, I think you're right. They might, they, maybe they should have parted ways before it got bad. Yeah, yeah. But that's Samuel Bear. This is at them at this point. Green Day's working with them a lot. This is kind of his big project. His big Thesis, if you will, mm-hmm. and and Green Day is going to keep on performing. We're going to move on to Track Ten here. This is King for a Day slash Shout. Oh man, this is another just fucking Green Day classic when they're live. Like I think probably almost every every show they play this. I think they did King for a Day slash Shout when we saw them. I yeah. think both times, uh, every time I've seen them, I think it's, it's so, so fucking fun. It's bad. just
1: like a party party on stage. Everyone's dressed up. Billy's wearing a, a crown. Um, the trumpets all have, like, boxing gloves on the end of them.
0: Yeah, uh, Trey's got this lovely feathery hat on. Yeah, it's a beautiful
1: little thing. Oh, Billy moons the audience, which is just wonderful.
0: Billy moons the audience. He moons them twice, actually, with his pale little bottom. He's got a nice little pale <laughs> little bottom and a nice little quench slot. And I'd like to put a quarter down there. And, um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love it. The, the trumpeteer comes out and does a little solo, and Billy spanks him on his way back, which is kind of fun. And and then this song, as it transitions from King for a day to Shout, it starts to get very sexy, doesn't it? And oh, it does. Billy starts to take off his red tie and loosen himself up, and and then he eventually finds himself laying down on stage uh, at where a, a, a King's cape is draped over him by a stagehand, and then he starts gyrating on the ground, literally fucking the stage. (laughs) Singing. You've been so good to me. me You You know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) I I know what you're saying. You know exactly (laughs) what I'm saying. It's It's a... it's an interesting thing to witness. This, yeah, I'm not, this sure, I'm not was, sure what to say about it.
0: This was the part of the DVD I did not want my mom to walk into my room during.
1: Of course. What yeah. are
0: you watching? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> is that man fucking the stage, mom? Yes, but it's not. It's di- not what it. Uh, okay, you. It's yes. not what you think it is. Take it away. <laughs> uh, but, but I, on, you know, so again, as I was younger, I will admit that did make me a little uncomfortable. Um, because mm-hmm. it's the only thing that's that overtly sexual throughout this entire mm-hmm. presentation. As I'm older yeah. now, who cares? But I, I yeah, I, I just will mention that for any anyone who's younger, I was like, yeah, I, that made me feel weird too. Um, to watch yeah. uh, a rock star that you respect literally fuck a stage,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: you know, to, to grease it up and then go to town. It didn't. I didn't know how to feel. Speaking of something that, that felt a little weird to me is up next, he sings the intro to Letterbomb. And what a cool moment. The entire audience sings along with him. Nobody mm. likes you. Everyone left you. They're all out without you. Colin.
1: Having fun.
0: And then you go, oh, my God. He's about to start. Le- Even I know this track list. Even I was rewatching this. I was going, oh, my God. Letterbomb. And, and it's such a bait and switch because they do the intro everyone <laughs> sings along and then now now, now now he starts wake me up when September ends
1: it is it is a bit of a yeah and, and again, out. this song
0: was this was like I think at the time that this was released the latest single and the biggest thing that was happening at the time.
1: But yeah, why start with the letter bomb thing? That's, that's why I feel. I, don't I mean, I think it's
0: to, just to throw anything in you can. But like, man, I guess so. Yeah. Don't don't tease me like that. But I
1: will say, I definitely like Letterbomb a lot more than, I'm well, not a lot more, but a bit more than Wake Me Up in September End. I
0: like Letterbomb so much more than Wake Me Up. But I get that this was the single and the hit, and this is what they like. I understand yeah. it. I just. Yeah. I don't like being teased, baby. Give me the whole thing. I want that letter bomb.
1: I feel, uh, I feel.
0: I don't have much more to say, but we, just to say that Billy, you know, as he was saying, gets emotional during the song and, and appears to get emotional during this rendition as well. And then we cut to, I think maybe my favorite segment of this bullet in the Bible is all the different fans in the audience getting excited for the show earlier that day. They were filming mm-hmm. some interviews.
1: Talking about how, how they used to be a little bit too um, in the Dookie days. How they've matured over the years and they're not just talking about wanking it all the time and and my you know. and my
0: favorite part is they they have a guitar with a little amp and they have fans come up and play their mm-hmm. favorite green day riff or saw or whatever it was and, and, and it's really it's genuinely endearing and there's these kids you know who who totally this one kid who's playing air guitar doesn't even play guitar and he completely misses the intro to american idiot he comes into early <laughs> And it's just like <laughs> little, little human moments that are so endearing. Yeah. Um, like, 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 I, I, and it's so funny. I think about that kid. I'm like, God, he probably watches this back now and wants to die. Like he's like, I could have yeah, just waited no one question. more bar. I missed it by one bar. But <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's my favorite thing. It's great. It's and, cute. And, and there's like this other, this group of girls who are singing like very kind of this pretty version of uh, Time of Your Life. And, mm-hmm. and then they zoom into one of the girls who's playing guitar. And she, she goes unironically. This is going to be the best day of my life ever, and it's just—it's like, <laughs> like I want to believe in God again. I want to believe in love. Like it just sounds that is so good, so fucking with,
1: sweet, dude. Oh what my these God. people are
0: selling, and then yeah, a couple other quotes from these fans. They said, um, "Well, yeah, as you noted, uh, he's not singing about masturbation anymore." I'll tell you that. What some older <laughs> fans kind of noting the change there, mm-hmm. and then there was a newer fan who said, "The fact that they don't." Oh, i'll be british the fact that they don't give a damn about anything the way they just tell president bush to fuck off and (laughs) i thought that was again because how how tame that feels yeah by today's standards
1: and it's funny that like uh the english care that much about that too you know and i guess at that at that time they're sort of in the same boat right they had uh
0: blair tony
1: blair tony blair yeah that dude was kind of an idiot
0: yeah, anyway. so they were looking for their own band to latch on to for the political yeah. times and, and all that. But it's just yeah, again, it's funny. Like, oh, can you that that even you know so recently as back then a, a a band saying hey f that would be like I cannot believe you are so brave to. It's like it's just everyone says f everything all the time and no one cares anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, all this f and jeffing. <laughs> but but the final quote I'll, I'll, I'll give from that is, and I think it it pertains to both of us, is this nice English bloke. Talking to the camera mm-hmm. saying, so it's obviously not just a phase like my parents thought at first.
1: <laughs> and that's... I think almost every Green <laughs> Day fan, regardless of age, is here. Probably, we are right. Probably uh, heard that. Yeah. It's here so We funny. are
0: hosting a fucking podcast about the guys. Oh my yeah. God. I, I, I relate, yeah. bro. Holy shit. I know.
1: And our parents are proud. I will say, by the way, <laughs> they don't care anymore, at least. Oh, yeah. No, no, no.
0: But it, they're right. It, it's, it's become a big part of the identity and, and probably a, a detrimental way. And, and, and that would bring us up to the kind of the fans talk about, and I love they have a fan saying, listening to Green Day made me realize there was something inside me I didn't realize I had before. And if anyone ever tells you differently, just give them the middle finger. And that leads in perfectly to minority. Mm-hmm. And I was so glad... To have them play a song off "Warning," I know on, on this album, too.
1: it's a fucking killer song.
0: It really and is. I think
1: over the years, it's slowly become
0: one of their more popular songs too. Somehow, um, several several badass moments from this. Of course, Billy. You know, it, it's pretty straightforward for the first half, and then Billy takes over uh, and plays a really cool solo on both sides of the stage. He runs from one and then runs to the other. And I think it's one of the only times during this concert you actually get to see Billy playing lead guitar live. Because mm-hmm. most of the time it's Jason White. But uh, yeah, here he takes right. over and and does kind of a fun minority solo. Another fun moment uh, that will forever be burned into my brain as one of the most badass things I've ever seen is during the end of the bridge, Mike goes up and hits Trey's crash cymbal with the head of his bass. It is such a cool move i it's i've always remembered it from the first time i watched this mm-hmm. and it's it's he just smashes right into it it looks so cohesive it's clear they know they've done this before and it, it you know the pros make it look easy right
1: <laughs> that's got to take so many practice attempts to get right yeah
0: because you don't want to chip your very expensive bass. so he's got to oh, know yeah, just no. where to yeah that's good and then and then minority ends with billy joe giving us a little more of that harmonica action that we've come to love from the warning days Mm-hmm. As he pulls out a harmonica and does the a little outro. Yeah, has no uh, idea how
1: to play, but he he rocks it anyway.
0: And 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 yeah, yeah. And then he screams uh at the crowd, England is the new official home of Green Day from now on. Thank you. Uh that's a big and statement. And uh, it's a big I don't statement. think that's true. I don't but... think that's fucking true. Billy, I mean, get off your high horse, bro. Yeah. From Oakland. You know what I mean? Fucking liar. Like I, I claim you as a California boy because you are exactly but i i i won't delude myself you're from oakland
1: he'll he'd probably talk shit about socal a little bit i would imagine i don't think so
0: i can't imagine i
1: don't know i bet he would
0: i don't want to hear that i want to hear those words out your mouth billy joe's a california <laughs> native know. and he's he's one of the best exports that we've got
1: fair enough fair enough
0: okay we've got weed and billy joe armstrong and and it's avocados and not much else Okay,
1: oh, we don't have much else. We don't have much else past that.
0: Leave us our Billy Joe Armstrong. No, we've got everything. California's wonderful.
1: Oh my god. Okay.
0: And and, and this is another classic thing he says. He says so much during this song. He says, and another one thing: regardless of the powers that be, are the people that you elect, the people that I elect into office. Remember, you have the fucking power. We're the fucking leaders. Don't let these bastards dictate your life or try to tell you what to do. All right. That's a great fucking quote. As a young boy, that like real I that I have that memorized. That was burning in my brain. And it is, you know, like as much I've been kind of razzing Green Day for being a little too grandiose during this whole project and blah blah blah. But like if if only one message could be transferred to someone listening to this, it is that line. Yeah. And it was transferred to me. And so like I do I genuinely I do really appreciate it. Like the the goal of this was to at least raise awareness. And I think they did that. Yeah. Yeah. After Minority, we cut to to Billy Joe talking to camera, and as as we kind of wrap up here, saying, "You need a break when, you know, you're just done. You know, uh, talking about touring. How do you know when you're done having sex? It's just like you're finished. You know, it's time. The cycle is over." Reflecting on the fact that as they were wrapping up this tour, that they were filming this one, of the biggest show of their entire career you know there's the feeling of chaos that you kind of control and have to embrace as he says but th- but then also you you kind of need to get your legs back under you and go home and mm-hmm. and kind of talking about a lot of times you're wrapping up tour right as you're feeling like i need to go home and be with my people right i, I think that's a constant tightrope walk that rock stars and musicians are having to to kind of balance on yeah as yeah. Uh, i need that happy music to get is, lost
1: yeah absolutely i feel like that would be a, a huge challenge I mean, and I mean, yeah, not even just them, but the people that, that he's referring to around them have got to have a hard time with them being gone for, you know, months at a time.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got kids, brutal. you know? He just, I know, he's just, he's just away I for half
1: the year. It's wild. I know. It's ridiculous.
0: And, I mean, and then speaking of being all alone, that leads us to track 13 here, which is of course is Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Mm-hmm. I actually like this version maybe better than the studio version yeah i think it's is it's that not hot dripping
1: with as, with as many
0: effects or something and I, I i noticed that um trey finally puts on his cans uh for mm. this song he's been rocking mm. out and remember they're playing songs in between so this is it's not just 14 songs there's stuff that's been cut that we're not seeing but he's, he's been playing most of this show for the cameras and i i didn't see earplugs just like bear which is terrible for your hearing if you're especially if you're up there especially if you're a lifelong drummer yeah and 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 most of the times i see i've I've seen green day he's he throws on the cans pretty quick or is already wearing them which you should do that's just you need to be able to hear if you're a musician so obviously you do that yeah yeah but so he waits all the way until track 13 here trey finally throws on his uh headphones to protect his sweet ears that was my big note on this song (laughs) (laughs) different ears um (laughs) But the, Um, i mean
1: all in all they do a killer job with the song Um,
0: oh i thought so because the reason i like it is the final solo with that cool wow 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 that part the whole outro that i always complain is too long i i usually think the way that they did the solo i believe this is credit to jason white um, he kind of just, you know, he did his own. He didn't exactly like the studio album. He let the effect ride a little stronger. Uh, and I just thought the difference made it more interesting to listen to. Yeah. So Yeah.
1: If nothing else, it's just a, like a novel take on something Guardian really love, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, and like for the record, I feel bad I didn't say it for the record American Idiot two weeks ago. Like mm-hmm. Boulevard of Broken Dreams is probably one of my lesser favorite Green Day songs. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, and and I, I'd i kind of forgotten how refreshing the, bu- the bullet in the Bible version of it was. Yeah. After Boulevard of Broken Dreams here, leading up to the last song, uh, we kind of had a few last thoughts from the band. Billy Joe says, we really had no idea what our career was going to be like or if we were going to have a career at all when we first started. All we knew mm-hmm. is that we wrote some songs that we really enjoyed and we loved and we knew somewhere that we would enjoy playing these songs when we're older. That they would make sense.
1: That's really cool. That's a really cool statement. Yeah, it's surprising that they
0: felt that that
1: certain about it or that confident in it. Yeah, the lasting power of them. You know, I was gonna say
0: to have the foresight, right?
1: I mean, anyone could say that, and if they had, you know, not become famous, then who cares? But you know, yeah, it does sound like really uh, knew
0: something big was gonna happen yeah no that's definitely true yeah but exactly like and to their credit like they are still playing them every night and yeah they yeah. keep showing up like they're they're correct <laughs> yeah they they did age well yeah that's that's great and and then and then just kind of wrapping it up talking about yeah hey, this is this literally was the biggest green day concert ever biggest, yeah punk concert ever and and billy said you don't really have control over something like that it's complete chaos all you can really do is what's the expression you can't control the wind, but you can set your sails. You can just kind of mm. keep that direction, you know, and wherever it takes you, you see where you end up. i I actually hadn't heard that expression, so thank you, Bill. I'm going to call him Bill now, but thank you, Billy Joe Armstrong. Pardon me thank you, Mr. Armstrong. <laughs> you can control you can't control the wind, but you can set your sails, you know? And yeah. either either had an album stolen or they decided to shelve it and say that it was stolen so they didn't have to pay their record company back. But re- <laughs> regardless of the now we hear circumstances, the there were some crazy circumstances that led to American Idiot being created. And yeah. they really couldn't control all those circumstances, mm-hmm. like being at the, a, a career low you know, and, and nearly breaking up and all that stuff. And, and they yeah. are just trying to do the best they could with what they had and ended up with one of the greatest albums of all time. Exactly. The greatest album of all time. That's right. Better than Bach and Beethoven and, and the Beatles. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fact. Fact! Uh, speaking of facts, um, you know, I, I know y'all had the time of your life listening. And I appreciate you listening. How could you not? How could you not? This is track 14, Good Riddance. They finally have the good sense to put it at the end. Time of your life. And they finally put it at the very end. This is their closer. Ah, mm. oh, they should have played what's her name, but whatever. This is Good time. For oh, life. that's true. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> right. Uh, oh well. Oh well.
1: I did. I just kind of forgot about that, but you're totally right.
0: And uh, it, it's cool. It's just Billy coming out with his electric guitar. Yeah. Which is a good change, I think.
1: It's really pretty though, still. And uh, yeah, there's kind of a fresh take on the way he plays the um, the chords. Are those chords? Yeah, I guess they are. It's like
0: a chord solo thing where he's, he's yeah. He's doing kind of a lead part with his other fingers, and then holding on the bass notes, uh, and, and doing the chords. It's it's, but it's
1: it's definitely not the same pattern that he plays. Yeah, it sounds really cool.
0: Yeah, I I really I quite like it. Whenever I've seen him, he's actually come out with like an, an acoustic, a proper acoustic guitar, and done it more traditionally, like you hear on the record. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But here, it's really cool to see him filmed. And, and this is probably how he was doing it on the American Idiot Tour with his classic, you know, his Les Paul Jr. Yeah. And and just coming out and doing it full electric, just him and the guitar. And, uh, you know, we did have the time of our lives. Thank you, Billy. And the rest mm-hmm. of the band comes out and takes a bow with him after that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and then the fireworks light
1: up the night sky.
0: That's exactly right. Fireworks explode over Milton Keyes and, and Pete, like, I mean, frankly, people cheer too long. Uh, you know, calm down. Um, oh, come on. You would have been right there with them. Oh my gosh. I totally would have. Uh, I, I, <laughs> what I think they did by the way, is I think they looped the audio of the crowd cheering for the, like into the credits. That's why I think it sounds unnaturally <laughs> long while the, I while the fireworks go off, but fucking Samuel bear, I fucking Samuel bear, dude. I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> God, damn. what is this amateur hour?
0: I, and No confirmation of that. I do have no clue if that's true. But, um, <laughs> but fucking Samuel Bear. That is uh, Bullet in a Bible. Our, our re, this is redundant. The totally original Green Day podcast. This was our first cinema series. Less music, more talking about people talking on camera.
1: A <laughs> whole another level deeper about the talking of
0: talking. Yeah. I, I, Colin, do you have um, any final thoughts on, on Bullet in a Bible? You know...
1: Not really. I really enjoyed it. is all is all I'll say. Um, I don't watch or listen to live albums all that often. I'll be honest. Um, yeah. But this is this is one of my favorites for sure. Um, I know it's probably only the second or third time I've seen it, but it was, yeah, it was just really well done all around. Um, after you mentioned all the cinematography issues, I'll, I'll admit that I, that stuck in my brain a little bit and started bothering me a bit more. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, it definitely did. But um, I mean, obviously, the music was really well done, and just like the way they performed was was clearly really, really pretty. But um, yeah, yeah, that was pretty much my my two cents. How did you feel about it?
0: Yeah, yeah, more exactly what I just what you kind of reiterated there. It's just I I I love the the live album. I think the music sounds great. I think Green Day put on a fantastic performance. I'm so glad Mm -hmm. this existed. It was such an important um, addition to American Idiot. To me, it, yeah. this really rounded out the experience of American Idiot because uh, I think for a lot of people who were younger and hadn't been to a proper rock concert yet, this was your first experience of that.
1: I agree. And yeah, you, yeah. And, you
0: know, I hadn't, I hadn't seen Green Day live when I first got Bullet in the Bible. This was my first exposure as to what it was like to see Green Day live. And why they're the best fucking act to see live. And, yeah, exactly. And it truly spoiled me because I didn't realize not every band does this does yeah lead to crowd this way so i have the utmost respect for the band i think it's it's fantastic to see this footage of them in peak performance mode doing what they do best at like the height of their you know best material but Mm -hmm. really don't like the way it's constructed i wish it was filmed so much better i think the resources were there clearly they had so many cameras and camera people there you know all the different angles all the different things you're seeing uh, is a different person holding a camera. You know, that's yeah, their bodies yeah. on the ground. They had a lot of money right. behind this, and I wish that they'd shot it a little less, you know, edgy, a little less stylish mm-hmm. with something a little more classic. Yeah. Because yeah, it would have held up much better. And, and that's why I still hope, you know, maybe we'll get a proper live DVD from Green Day with, with something that's a little more traditionally shot, just so we can appreciate what the band themselves are doing and we're not yeah. missing every other thing because the camera's like shaking and, and, you know, right, cutting to right, black and white, close right. up, made to look like it's on film. You're hoping, you're
1: hoping for one after after uh, Father of All drops. Is that S- what you're saying? S- yeah, exactly. Oh man. Exactly. I, I mean,
0: yeah, we'll see, we'll see. So, so much love. I, I thought it was an important part. It's certainly an important part of my Green Day history. That's why I felt we needed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things that the band says, the different quotes I pulled, are advice that I've lived by, stupidly. But I, they just, it's stuck with some me. of them stupidly. Some of them are, some of them are pretty uh, spot on though. Oh, it's true, it's true. But yeah. I'm saying I, I, I am undiscerning, good or bad, I take it all. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, thank you, Adam Reese, is really what I wanted to say <laughs> for this copy of Bullet in the Bible. It, it was important to me. Yeah. You know, and 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 to everyone else, I want to say happy holidays. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot. We got so into this. Well, I know, right? We got deep in. I forgot what time of year it was. But but Gosh, happy holidays. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us the past couple months. It's been such a thrill making this show, uh, of course, mm-hmm. redundant, the Totally Original Green Day podcast. <laughs> it's so fun seeing other Green Day fans who are you know kind of a, in a similar situation as we are, juggling the discography and all the information and, and what it means to be a fan. And 2019, soon to be 2020. Money, money—that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any parting wishes, Colin?
1: Uh, you know, just just to uh, stay warm out there, enjoy the holiday season, avoid as much of the Christmas music as you can, and uh, yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll be seeing you. Uh Early January, I believe.
0: We're gonna take a short break off just so we can recoup with some holiday. Yeah. And it's not even recoup. it's not that this is draining, it's just that there's it's exhausting, time Chris. I don't know what you're talking about. It, I have I to mean, sleep a full day after is, every episode. It is fucking exhausting. But um, <laughs> it's rejuvenating at the same time. And what we're gonna come back at you with, I think you all know. We've left no choice. We've ex- exhausted kind of, all our other options. <laughs> we're gonna come at you soon with twenty first century breakdown. I won't say anything more than that. It's just gonna be a big one. I'll say that much. It's a big one. Mm-hmm, un- mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to Redundant the Totally Original Green Day Podcast. Please listen on Spotify, on iTunes, uh on Podomatic. Follow, like, subscribe, all the goody goody goodies for Christmas, holidays, and YouTube clips are uh up there if you want to share clips with your friends. And uh Please. what's that
1: Twitter, Colin? Uh that is at Green Day it's Pod. At,
0: at Green Day Podcast.
1: <laughs> Redundant the Totally Original Green Day podcast look forward to seeing you have a good holidays have a
0: good holidays thanks for making us uh number one music commentary on podomatic let's keep that up let's keep them Mm -hmm. downloadies coming and let's just keep rocking green day in the new year right here's to a strong 2020 here's to a strong father of all motherfuckers and Mm -hmm. you know here's to a strong oakland trio if we can believe in nothing else it is the good boys in black and red Thank you for listening to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. And with our very special bolt in the Bible selected Billy Joe audience banter, this podcast is not anti-American. It's anti-Colin. War! Remember to keep it on Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. Have a safe holidays. We'll see you soon.